Welcome to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. I'm Gabby. And I'm Sarah. And we are two physical therapy students on our journey to get that DPT debt free. And our vision for you is to get through PT school on your first try without any debt. Join us as we navigate through the insanity of physical therapy school together. Welcome to another episode of Gratitude, everyone. And for today, we are really excited for you all to hear this episode with our good friend, fellow SPT, Carl Bourne is here. We are so excited to have you. And this is going to be an incredible episode. I can just feel it. Absolutely. I mean, thank you all for, you know, bestowing upon me such an honor. You know, it's, it's definitely a blessing to be here. And I'm looking forward to talking with you all and shedding some light on our fellow SPTs that are listening. Yeah, we're excited to have you. And for the people who are listening, are like, who is Carl? Do you want to give a little intro of what got you into physical therapy in the first place? And then where are you now? Yeah, yeah, 100%. So I grew up in Orlando, Florida, and I had lived in Florida my whole life. You know, I didn't end up leaving Florida in terms of living somewhere else until I was 17. When I graduated high school, I went off to Minnesota to play football. And for me, football was something where I looked at it as like my ticket to be able to make a lot of money, be able to take care of the people I love. I was like, I'm pretty good at this thing. I think I can go all the way. Uh, I got to Minnesota. It was not what I thought it was going to be. It was way too cold. The sun never came out. For someone being from Florida where I always see the sunshine, I was like, yeah, this isn't it for me. And uh, I ended up staying for that year. And after that year, I transferred to uh, a junior college that just started like a JUCO program back in Florida in a city called Palm Bay, which was about an hour and a half from my hometown of Orlando. So I went there. There were a lot of bumps uh, along that road as well. And it got to a point where I just kind of thought, you know what, let me focus on getting my AA degree and I'll transfer to a four-year program from university, and I'll walk on at a program there. So I did that. I ended up going to the University of South Florida in Tampa, which is also an hour and a half away from my hometown of Orlando. And uh, I remember my first term at USF is when I had anatomy and physiology one. And I remember taking the class, and I was like, this is kind of dope. I'm enjoying this. Like, this this is a cool class, you know, and, but, but for me, football was still at the front of my mind. And essentially, that was fall of 2013. Uh, actual walk on tryouts wasn't until January 2014. And so that whole fall semester, you know, I just focused on making sure that my grades were good and, and you know, staying above water. And then in January is when I ended up going out, you know, to try out for the team. And essentially, you know, they said that they were looking for people who had more years of eligibility. I had already played two seasons. So technically, I only had two more, you know, under, under the NCAA guidelines. And so what ended up happening is I said, all right, well, I guess this is a sign. Football is not it. And I just, I kind of focused on school. I ended up pledging my fraternity cap alpha psi and I went on to graduate from USF with the bachelor's in health sciences. So after that, 
I took a year off. I did some insurance work. I actually ended up getting a license uh, as a as a licensed insurance sales agent. And I remember there was Christmas of 2016. Actually taking a step back, my great grandmother passed away that year in Barbados. And I remember a big part of, you know, my education and me wanting to do well in school came from her and came from her always talking about the importance of school and making sure I'm doing well in school. And so when she passed away, you know, for me, I felt like I was kind of at a crossroads where I was having a moment of introspection and it was like, where can I go from here? You know, how can I live in a way that will honor her memory? And physical therapy had been on my mind, but I wasn't ready to commit to it. And so at that point, I told myself, okay, I'm going to go back to school. I don't know when, but I, I think I want to go back to school. So the, the gears started turning in my head, like I'm going to go back. And then it wasn't until fall of that year when I was working on as an insurance agent, where I remember coming in the week before Christmas and over like 50 people got fired. Like they just let them go. And I remember sitting there telling myself, like, this is not the type of life that I want for myself to be, you know, on edge and not having something that will keep me secure, you know, or not being able to build something for myself. And so that was the moment where I was like, okay, I'm ready. I think I'm ready to go back to school. And I looked into PT at that point. I realized, oh, wow, I can be a doctor as well. And for SPTs that are listening and they come from a, a Caribbean background. They know, like, our parents are always like, you're going to be a doctor, you're going to be a lawyer, or you're going to be an engineer. Like, that's how you make it in this country, you know? And so for me, I'm like, oh, great. Like, I can be a doctor. And I ended up um, starting to take my prereqs at a local community college there in Orlando. And I ended up joining the acceptance system, which you guys know about. And from there, it was just like a domino effect and I ended up getting into school. And now here I am in my second year of physical therapy school at the University of St. Augustine in Miami. And I'll be going on my first rotation in a couple of weeks. Yeah. That's so crazy. And to think, I still remember when you got accepted to PT school and now you're about to go on your first rotation time flies and you don't realize it until you're like oh my gosh two years have gone by and and here you are so you're about to start your clinical rotation how was it you know going into pt school what were you nervous about especially after being not being in school i know you were taking some prereqs but how was that first semester for you oh man that first semester was rough <laughs> that first semester actually was, that was the last time that I saw you guys in person, actually. That was at SSPT Live 2019. And I remember thinking like, oh, you know, I can still, I can still be here at the conference, you know, having fun and I'm going to study, you know, but I'll study here and there and, and I'll be all right. And I didn't realize that PT school was like on a whole other level. So I needed to be way more focused than, than I was at that moment of time. And I think for me, the other aspect of it was also being nervous about being able to be in school and being able to be in school, not let my grades be affected, and still be able to mentor pre-PT students and still be able to 
um, you know, work on my own ventures as well. And so my first term, I really struggled with that. And it was just one class that was like thorn in, in my side. And that was gross anatomy one. And I remember taking my first gross anatomy one exam. And <laughs> that was about a week, a week and a half after, after we were in Clearwater. And I remember getting my grade back and it was a D. And I remember sitting there like, am I really supposed to be here? You know, like, and I'm, I'm starting to, to battle with the imposter syndrome. And then I had to really, you know, take a second, sit down and think about how I prepared for the exam. And I had to be honest and be like, you can't question whether or not you're meant to be here because the truth is you didn't prepare to the best of your ability. You know, you were at a conference this weekend, the weekend before you were at one of your best friends, uh, baby shower, you know, or, or gender reveal, I'm sorry. And so you didn't put in the time that you would have put in, you know, without those circumstances. And so for me, I had to realize at that point, okay, it's time to flip the switch essentially. And it's time to make sure that I get locked in because I didn't come here to not excel and I didn't come here to not learn to be able to be a, a phenomenal physical therapist. So I think that the, the time management piece was what made me nervous. Failing is what made me nervous. And also not being able to balance everything that I wanted to do as well. And so many SPTs feel the same way, right? They go in, they're like, we know this isn't like undergrad, quote unquote, like you've heard it so many times. And then you get there and you're like, oh, like this is what PT school is. And how, so how did you change your study habits or whatever, uh, your time management? How did you change that stuff to improve not only your grades, of course, but your learning and the other things you have going on outside of PT school? Yeah. So I think for me, essentially what it came down to is I, I had to really sit down and say, what are the most important things to you right now? And at the top of the list was PT school because I had to remind myself all the hard work I put in to get to this stage. And so it wasn't, it wasn't like, no, I don't deserve a seat at the table, but if I'm going to pull up a seat, I need to make sure that I'm eating and I'm not just sitting there, which is, you know, kind of how I felt after I didn't do well on that first exam. I ended up recovering, you know, and going on to do well in the class. But I think that for me, I really had to prioritize. I think that was a big thing, prioritizing and really being honest and saying, okay, you're at a new level now. And because you're at a new level, you cannot conduct yourself the same way that you used to conduct yourself as a pre-PT. You, you can't just go home, you know, whenever you want. You know, you can't just hang out with friends whenever. Like, of course, you need to take time for yourself, but you also need to be serious about your studies. And so that prioritizing piece was a big thing for me. And then besides doing that, actually having a physical planner, shout out to passion planners because passion planners got me right. But, you know, having a physical planner to like literally look at my schedule and say, okay, I have this at this time, I'm going to study for this class for this amount of hours. And wherever I'm at at that point is where I'm at. I need to move on. I need to stay on top of my schedule. 
And I think that gave me a lot of confidence as well, knowing that I had some structure, you know, and, and, and knowing that I started to kind of cut out the things in my life that didn't serve me at this current stage. And for me, it was, you know, really just being able to be honest and say, okay, maybe I can't see certain people anymore you know or or, or or talk to certain people and, and and not even from a standpoint of just like oh forget them but like i need to focus on me right now because this is my future and i can't put my future in anyone else's hands oh that was really good you can't put your future in anybody else's hands and especially when it comes to you know people outside of your circle who may not totally get it like why are you sitting all the time why can't you you know have a day or two um or even like a friday but you know <laughs> there's there's times when you're in midterms or where you have busy exams and you're like no i have to focus on on me right now i i need to pass and i need to learn the material in order to become the best physical therapist that i can so i think that was so key what you said and i wanted to dive into a little bit more of um what you talked about of what you were doing outside of school. Um, so let's kind of backtrack to when you were a pre-PT, what were some of the things that you were diving into in personal development and um, going from there? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Gabs, you know I love me some personal development. So I, I really, really, really went hard as far as being able to listen to, you know, good podcasts. Um, Lewis, Lewis House love his podcast that was something that i listened to like relentlessly also being able to to read good books i'm a bookworm if you've ever come to my place you know i have like a ton of books like i i love reading you know like i, I feel like that gives me an opportunity to grow you know not just mentally but spiritually and, and physically and emotionally because i feel like it all is interconnected so for me i think that I think I did a lot of going back and reading certain books, like, for instance, and I say to this day, it's still in my top three, uh, a book by Napoleon Hill called Outwitting the Devil. And I love that book because for me, it made me have to take a step back and assess where I was at. Because that book talked about really, you have two types of people. You have your drifters and you have your non-drifters. And your non-drifters were the people who were the leaders. You know, they were the revolutionists. They were the people that were um, able to achieve the most success versus your non-drifters. They were the people who kind of just like, oh, they went with the flow. You know, maybe I'll do it today. Maybe I won't. You know, I'll, I'll blame circumstances. Traffic was bad. The weather is terrible. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. You know, they, they, they were people who had the like a victim's mentality. And essentially what Hill um, was getting at at the book is that the non-drifters were the people that uh, the devil, because again, it's outwitting the devil. The non-drifters were the people who the devil couldn't touch because they knew who they were. They knew who they were. They knew their purpose. They knew their identity. They knew their goals, their mission, they knew what they wanted to do. And so you can't sway me. If I know my values, if I know my moral code, you can't sway me from that. Versus the drifters, they didn't know what they wanted to do. You know, they, they were just kind of in limbo and they were just kind of like, I'll take it as it comes. And so for me, that was the book that was very influential because it reminded me that 
we always have a choice. You know, we always have a choice to have a victim's mentality or have a victor mentality, you know? And, and, and for me, I was like, I'm definitely in the category of a non-drifter because I'm a leader. And I know that I don't need to follow the crowd. You know, like I'll ride my own wave. I don't need to go with the flow. And so for me, that was that was one of the the really good books that I read. Um, so many books: The Richest Man in Babylon, Think and Grow Rich, uh, As a Man Think Gives from Poverty to Power. I literally could go like thirty minutes giving y'all a whole list of books, but I won't do that. <laughs> to answer your other question, in terms of things that I was doing as a free PT, one of the staples that kind of allowed me to be able to network in the physical therapy community and connect with the people I've been able to connect with was my writing. Um, I was always uh, a very good writer. And I think that once I joined the accepted system of Casey and Joseph, shout out to Casey and Joseph, love those guys. Once I joined the accepted system, you know, I remember going through a module and for me, I've always kind of had this, this entrepreneurial spirit where I was like, whatever the end goal is, I need to own my own things. I need to build my own business. I need to have something that it's mine and no one can take away from me. No one can tell me you need to be here at this time. You can eat at this time and you're going to go to the bathroom at this time. And so I remember going through one of the modules and <laughs> in the module, Casey was talking about the different things that you can do within physical therapy outside from the traditional just treating patients uh, to make money. And one of the things that was on there was writing. So when I saw that, my, my eyes lit up. I texted Casey immediately. And I'm like, Casey, can we talk like about this writing? And I remember he asked me, he, he said, do you write? And I was like, ah, you know, I, I don't want to toot my own horn. I'm like, ah, you know, like, a little bit, like I, I think I can. And so he said, all right, if you want to write for us, I want you to write me a, I think at the time he said, was it 1500? I think it was a 1500 word blog article. He was like, if you can write me a 1500 blog article and it be good, we can put it out and we'll, you know, we'll, 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 we'll get that going for you. And so I asked him, I'm like, okay, well, what do you want it to be on? And he said, uh, your job. At that point in time, I, I was working um, full time while I was taking my prereqs and stuff. And I was working full time at a place called CapTel, where basically I was able to caption and essentially be like the be like the ears for people who were hard of hearing, you know, or hearing impaired. And so I said, OK, cool. I remember writing it that night, sent it back to him. And he was like, whoa you can write. <laughs> and um, from that, uh, I remember the, the name of it was uh, You Hear But You Don't Listen. And that was like the first thing that I, I kind of put out there that people were like, oh my God, like, I never knew you could write, you know? And, and, and from there, that was like a domino effect. And I started my own blog. And uh, then I started writing for Kyle Rice as an intern for, I think, like six or seven months before I got into PT school. And that was kind of one of the things that was the catalyst for everything else that followed after that. That's insane. Like, I didn't even know that story. I think that's really awesome, though, because students listening, 
feel the same way. They don't know that you can make money from writing. Like at least, you know, during looking into PT school, right? You're thinking about physical therapy. You're thinking about exercise. You're thinking about personal training. And those are the usual things people expect on how to make money. But I love that you brought that up because you can make some money and get some good experience writing blogs. And how was launching your own? How was that? Or when was it? So I launched, I launched my first blog in the summer of, I'm trying to think back now. I believe it was the summer of 2018. Like it was right after I went to uh, SSPT Live. And for those of you who don't know what that is, it's just Smart Success Physical Therapy Live, um, a conference that one of our mentors uh, would throw every year. And so essentially I remember leaving that conference and I remember thinking to myself, I'm going to make some money. Like I'm going to build an empire. I'm going to make some serious money. Um, not just in physical therapy, but also outside of that. I'm going to, you know, hone in on my writing skills. I'm going to hone in on some other skills and I'm going to make some money off of it. And so I remember 2018, the conference was in May and I think it was June or July is when I launched my blog. And at that point, it was, it was not, it was not all that, I'll be honest. Like I had, looking back, ugh, it was ugly. I had like ads at the bottom of it. I'm like, I don't even know where these ads are coming from, but it was because it, it was a, you know, it was a free site that I was on um, that was hosting. So I remember I had like a segment essentially where every, every week, or every other week or so, I would write my own stuff. So like whatever I was feeling, whatever you know was on my heart, I would write that. And I remember the first title for my blog was to climb up Mount PT. And I remember I had three, four, yeah, four parts to it. So there was like the climb up Mount PT part one, and then the climb up Mount PT part two, part three, part four. And essentially, they were all kind of like building up to um, me being able to get into school and me being able to become a DPT eventually. And I remember after, after a while, I kind of thought about it. And I'm like, I think I need to, I need to rebrand. You know, I think I need to, need to do this again next year, starting fresh. And it should be something where I can be able to not worry about all these ads. It can look more visually appealing. and I can be happier with it. I think for me at that point, starting it was just, I'm always the type of person I would rather do it and fail and then fix it later and correct it than be like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to wait till I think it looks perfect and then I'm going to do it. So the next year when I did the rebrand, it was called um, Foreign Winner. And that was, yeah, that was January of last year. And I called it Born Winner. And essentially what I started doing as well is I started having like a, a student of the month. And they could be pre-PTs, they could be um, SPTs. But yeah, they were, they were, they were African-American students of the month um, just because I wanted to be able to, you know, highlight them and give them representation because I knew that, you know, we're the minority in this field. So I said, I'm gonna give them like a platform to be able to highlight them and put them out there. And I started doing that every month. And eventually, you know, 
I started writing less. And at this point, truthfully, I haven't written for my own blog in months. Like, seriously, it's been months, but that's because I've been so wrapped up in everything else that I'm doing. And my blog, I feel like for me, was always kind of like the the runway to get me into other things to be able to like make some make some real money and be able to you know start creating something for myself yeah that's incredible and for for the blog did you have people reach out um once they once people started seeing it and say like oh how do i start this and we can just dive into this now because we know so many students have a story or something they want to share and they're like oh i don't know you know, do I tell my PT school about this? Do I not? Um, so what, what kind of um, advice would you give, especially for someone who's like, I want to start this, but I don't know how or who to talk to you about it? Yeah, absolutely. So um, to, kind of, to kind of talk a little bit on the first point you made, yeah, I had, I remember there was a point earlier this year where I had a bunch of pre-PTs like asking me like how they could start a blog and stuff like that. And they were talking about my blog and how good it was. And in my mind, I'm like, I literally have not written in my blog for so long. But essentially, you know, if you're listening to this and you want to start blogging, I think that it's just as simple as going on to Google and typing blog hosting sites. And you can create a blog on Wix. Uh, you can create a blog on WordPress. WordPress is, is the one that, that I did. I love uh, WordPress and I use a lot of my clients actually use WordPress as well. So I would definitely recommend that. And essentially, you know, it can be whatever you want it to be. So if it's something where you want to get on there and you want it to just be a blog that you just write, whatever, it can be that. If you want it to be a blog that documents your journey, you can write that as well. And I think what it comes down to is just actually starting it and then once you start it just putting stuff out there you know i think the three of us know very well you know it's not it's not about the likes it's not about the comments at the end of the day because there's a lot of other stuff that comes into play like the views and the impressions and those are the things that really matter because we're trying to reach people and so i think when you're putting stuff out there, you should be doing it from a standpoint of wanting to provide value, you know, or wanting to be able to build whatever it is that you're building and being able to accept the fact that, okay, everybody might not rock with what I'm doing and that's fine. But at the end of the day, this is what I love. And, and if this is what I'm really about, like, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the wheels fall off and essentially just, you know, keep chipping away at it because things will happen for you, you know, and even, even just like a little glimpse of that, I can say for myself, one of the schools that I applied to uh, for PT school, actually the program director saw one of my blogs on Facebook and she commented on it and she was like, oh, by the way, um, interviews, you know, will like emails for interviews and stuff will come out in a few weeks or whatever. And then I ended up getting an email to, you know, come and I got into the school, you know. And so for me, I've always I've always done stuff from a standpoint of like building it and longevity. I don't really care about the likes and stuff. It's cool. You know, it, it's great. I guess we all feel good when we get a lot of likes and stuff. That's us being humans and being shallow. But 
in the long run and in the spectrum of things, it, it doesn't mean anything really, because you're trying to, you're trying to reach people, you know, you're trying to build something. And if you're trying to build something sustainable, you just need to worry about showing up and being present and everything else will take care of itself. And you also mentioned clients. So which clients are you referring to? I know there's so many questions I have, but let's go back to this one for a second. So what are you doing right now? Who are your clients and how are you actually making any money if you care to share? <laughs> so um, I don't know if I can't remember what the, what, the co- what the contract said, but what I will tell you guys is I have two LLCs right now. I have excuse me, my LLC, which is Born Winner LLC. And I actually got into SEO. So for people who may not know what that is, a search engine optimization. And that was something that also kind of stemmed from my love for writing and being able to incorporate that into it. And so one of the clients that that I take care of, he has a financial business that he runs and so for him, you know, I do a lot of the, the back end stuff in terms of uh, being able to provide the right keywords and the right strategies and stuff like that to grow his organic traffic. Because that's what SEO is. It's about being able to improve an online presence, organic growth, you know, and being able to get more eyes on a company or a brand. And so that is something that uh, that's something that I started taking seriously, truthfully. I would say the beginning of this year. I think last year, you know, I was reading up on it and I was dibbling and dabbling here. But this year, the beginning of this year is when I said I was going to take it serious, you know, and I started doing that. And then, as you guys know, I have I have a podcast as well, Off the Clock, the Healthcare Entrepreneurs Podcast. And me and Paul Ocheng, shout out to Paul. That's my guy. Uh, my co-host for people who were like, who is that? Um, Paul's my co-host and a really good friend of mine. We started, we've been podcasting now actually for two and a half years. And a lot of people don't know this, but we, we started our first podcast in 2018. And the podcast is called The Road to Redemption. And we started it, we recorded one episode. And at that point in time, we didn't know how to get on Apple. We didn't know any of that. And it was just this long process. And then eventually we saw there were a bunch of other roads to redemptions. And we were just like, ah, let's just scrap it. And so, you know, we scrapped it. And then at the beginning of last year is when we launched Rooted Deep, which was just like a personal development slash book club type podcast. And we did that from January up until December. But, you know, I felt like, my heart wasn't really in it and I expressed that to him and it was evident as well because of you know the the lack of consistency that I felt we had and I knew we could be better and so towards the end of last year you know we we talked about what can we be able to create that would give us an opportunity to not just serve our niche in our industry of physical therapy but we can also serve healthcare in general you know, and and be able to cast a wider net. And so we came up with Off the Clock, um, the Healthcare Entrepreneurs Podcast. And we started that in February. And Rooted Deep, Rooted Deep had 21 episodes. 
over all of last year. And like I said, that was us not being consistent. And this past week, we just released episode 30 of OTC. So for us, it's been amazing, you know, because we have a, we have a system down. We have a, a team of interns. Shout out to our interns. They're amazing. Um, they make us look good, really and truly, you know, but, but we have a, a big group behind us that does the video editing, the podcast editing, uh, the social media stuff as well. And essentially, me and Paul have been able to connect with a lot of amazing entrepreneurs, not just in healthcare, but um, just really cool entrepreneurs in general. And so that's given us the opportunity to also be able to talk to them about doing business. And Paul has got into funnel building and he is, he's very proficient at it. He's, he's a wizard with it. Um, I will hype him because he won't hype himself, but he is really, really good at it. And after a while, you know, we, the whole thing was we wanted to be able to create a podcast and monetize it and show people how you can be able to build something off the podcast and how you can be able to monetize it. And so um, we ended up saying, you know, let's, let's go ahead and make this thing an LLC. You know, and, and so we made it an LLC. So there's OTC, LLC, and Born Winner, LLC. And Born Winner is, you know, that's really just like my my own private SEO clients. And then uh, OTC is where me and Paul come together. And he does the funnel building. I do the SEO stuff. And um, definitely high dollar skills, for, for sure, for sure. So, you know... You just got to get out there and you, you just got to, you know, be willing to, to learn stuff and put your best foot forward and, and not quit, you know, because I told Paul, even we talk about it all the time, that what, what would have happened if we quit? You know, we wouldn't have been able to um, essentially do what we've done. You know, we wouldn't have been able to build what we've built. And I, I'll tell you, Sarah, to, to kind of answer one of your questions as well, one of the um, clients that we have right now that we're working with, um, he has a business that is essentially focused around pain relief. And so he has a product that is a natural product that helps with like joint pain, um, as well as pain with uh, associated with pregnancy and uh, a bunch of other things as well. You know, but we recently got him to sign a sign a pretty big contract and we'll be working with him for you know the next six to eight months or so and um essentially it, it's been a it's been a blessing so so yeah those that those are the things that i i've been involved in right now and i know it's a lot more than this podcast can really cover in a yeah, short yeah. hour but yeah, guys yeah. <laughs> Carl is up to a lot and it's amazing. And didn't you and Paul, I forget, but did you guys chat with Russell Brunson's dad or is that Paul? Yeah, we there did. you did. I was like, you did. Yeah. For those yeah. of you who don't know who Russell Brunson is, just Google it. I don't know what, if where you've been living if you don't know who that is. <laughs> but that was so cool. I saw that and I was like, damn, look at them networking because that is a big name. Yeah. Shout out to Ross. He, um, he actually set up our set up. He took care of all of our LLC stuff. So appreciate him. He's such a such a a great guy, you know. And he's he's very wise. So it's 
it's very evident where where Russell got his hustle from, you know, and um, you know we're we're looking forward to uh, talking to Russell later on. But yeah, Ross was Ross was a was a great guy. So yeah. Yeah, and I love what you said too. Like, imagine what would have happened if you had quit. Uh, and I want to also bring up another alternative to that is imagine what would have happened if you had never started. To all the students out there who are like, but I don't want to do this because dot dot dot. Imagine what would have happened if Carl had never started. I think that's pretty crazy. That's all I have to say. It's not a question. <laughs> Gabby, do you have anything to add to that? <laughs> no, I think that's so true. And just to see, you know, we talked about earlier, you have to start somewhere and it's going to look ugly. You're going to make mistakes and you just have to keep moving forward no matter what. And, you know, also like thinking, oh, well, I don't feel like I can do this, you know, by myself. Then no worries. Find a find a co-host, find um, a business partner and team up and utilize both of your, you know, different skill sets to come together um, and just to be able to help so many, so many people, whatever your niche and um, market is. So I think that's really important to say and shout out to you and Paul, because you guys are the dynamic duo and um, <laughs> it's just incredible what you're doing and it's only going up for what you guys are doing right now. Thank you. No, I, I appreciate that. I mean, Gabs, you and Sarah are a dynamic duo too. You know, you guys, what you have been able to build, it, it's amazing. You know, it, it really is amazing. And I think it's also a testament to the fact that speed kills because you guys just went on a limb and, and you said, let's make it happen. And you made it happen now. And look at, look at the consistency that you've built. Look at the rapport, you know, look at the brand that you've built, you know, in, in our community, in our industry of physical therapy. You know, everyone knows about gratitude. You know, all the SPTs know about gratitude and for real, you know, like, like you guys are, you guys are a pretty big deal and, and y'all are humble. So I know you won't, you know, toot your own horn, but I will. Um, and I think that what you all are doing is incredible and you just have to, you just have to keep going, you know, because I'm, I've been, I've been waiting and I know you guys have seen success, but I'm like waiting to see like the floodgates open up for y'all you know, and, and I know it's going to happen. You just got to continue, you know, to do what we were saying, being consistent and, you know, staying down and, and not giving up because at this point in time, you guys are, are giving a lot of people hope, you know, you guys are, are providing a lot of value to SPTs and getting a lot of SPTs through PT school, which we know is a roller coaster ride, you know, so Shout out to y'all for, you know, building this. It's amazing. You know, I, I love what you guys are doing. And I'm just honored, you know, that I could be a part of this uh, beautiful brand and podcast that you guys have created. Thank you, Carl. I know it's been a journey for us and for you as well, I'm sure. And we're so proud of you and Paul. And we're really excited to see the same thing happen for you guys. And for all the SPTs who are listening, well, first, what piece of advice would you have for the SVTs listening in today? Um, what piece of advice would I have for them? First off, I would say it's a beautiful day to boss up. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, damn, that was dope. I, I enjoyed this episode. You know, I, I love the value that that was brought, you know, or, or you just 
those gears are starting to turn in your head and you're thinking about being able to, you know, go out and, and do something, but you're like, ah, oh, I'm going to start next week or, you know, I'm going to start next month. I got a couple other projects I'm working on, whatever the case may be. It's a beautiful day to boss up. It's a perfect day to boss up. So, you know, start today, you know, even if it's something small, you know, if you want to start a blog and you just sign up, like you just get your email signed up for it, it's something, you know what I mean? Um, I think you should just focus on not trying to do everything at once. I think when you focus on the bigger picture, a lot of the time you can overwhelm yourself and that a good majority of the time will hinder us from actually going after the thing that we want to do. And so I think you should look at it. Uh, there's a book, The Compound Effect, told you guys I'm a bookworm, by, uh, I believe it's Darren Hardy. And it talks about the fact that, you know, little things here and there eventually build up to massive results. So if you want to lose weight and you walk a mile and a half every day, eventually you're going to be able to, you know, walk two miles, three miles, four miles, you know, and that's going to lead to you being able to lose that weight. You know, there's so many different analogies you could use to plug that. But I think this is also perfect just for anything you want to do. If you want to create a business, if you want to create a brand, if you want to create a podcast, start small, you know, start small and focus on something that you can do consistently because if you can do something small consistently you're going to be able to do big things consistently and at the end of the day the last thing that i'll say to you is yes there are other businesses out there yes there are other podcasts out there yes there are other blogs out there but there's only one you and what you have to bring to the world is unique so whatever it is that you want to do do it it's a beautiful day to boss up so boss up mic drop moment there <laughs> that was incredible and thank you for for saying that because so many students needed to hear that right now and for free pts listening if you're about to start school start now and just keep going um, and don't don't think you have to be in in this box that school may give you or you know other people are telling you like get out of the box of the norm and it's okay to be different and branch out because whatever your skill set is that's what's going to make you so unique and so valuable to to the market and so i think that's another big thing just just go for it ditto <laughs> yeah exactly go for it guys and for the students who want to reach out to you carl where is the best place yeah for anyone who wants to reach out to me um it's it's pretty universal, you know, on, if you're on Twitter or Instagram, just at born to prosper. So my last name, uh, B-O-U-R-N-E, the number two, and then the word prosper, P-R-O-S-P-E-R. And if you're interested in connecting, you know, with our, with our podcast that me and Paul has, the Instagram page is, is just at OTC University. And um, I'm just Carl Born Jr. on Facebook. So you know, whichever, whichever platform you want to use, those are all the ways you can get in contact with me. Today has been amazing. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We, we had so much fun and just talking about all the things today. 
But Carl, you are amazing and can't wait to see this next, you know, second half of PT school, see where it takes you and on to clinicals. Yes, thank you all. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our Instagram and Facebook page linked in the description. Looking for a gift for a friend, classmate, professor, co-host of a podcast, or really anyone? Physio Memes got your back with apparel, drinkware, and home decor. And if you go to physiomemes.com, you can get a 20% off coupon with the code gratitude, spelled G-R-A-D-I-T-U-D-E-2020. And don't forget to check out his social media for a good study break laugh. As always, make life humorous.